Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's another beautiful Tuesday evening, late night edition. We're starting a little late, you know, schedules get crazy. It is what it is. It's September 7th. I'm ready to go, guys. We got a lot of pent-up frustration from this past weekend. If you listen and you live in South Louisiana or any part of Louisiana, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. But Ogeron's seat just went from, like, lukewarm to cold to boiling hot, in my opinion. I think he's about to get the shit kicked out of him. You can't say shit like, in your blue sissy-ass shirt, and then get your ass fucking handed to you. It don't matter what color your shirt is. If you can't handle your fucking business, you got to go. And I look, Ed's my boy. Ed is my boy. All right? Ed is your boy, brother. Nice guy. I, I, I enjoy being around him. He makes you feel welcome and everything like that. But when you go down there and you play on national TV in prime time on Saturday night and lay an egg like that with the talent you got, I'd be goddamn. You could pay me $100,000 a year and I'll do better than that. You know what I'm saying? Much less, what, seven, eight, whatever the fuck he Sounds makes. Sounds right. You know? I know you, you know, Tyler let out a little steam on Saturday night from Pasadena. I only lost $220 on the game. Tyler lost a lot more because he went there live in person. You want to give us a, you, you've had a couple days to kind of collect your thoughts. Well, how, I, how you feel? Well, I, I, I mean, I feel like I'm going to be a little while. JB, you got anything to say? Because I, I got a little bit more to say. Yeah, of course. You know, I'm, I'm going to be I'm gonna be the ultimate optimist. And, um, you know, as Tyler was, you know, I think Tyler and Carl was making fun of me. I'm in, I'm in Utah, so I, I actually didn't watch the game. So I feel like less of a Louisiana resident than I ever have. So I'm going to call that out before one of these two assholes call me out. That I did not watch the game, but I did listen to it. <laughs> I did listen to Tyler's uh, 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 extra pod that he posted up, and then I watched the highlights um, uh, not, not too long ago. And you, you know, you're like a wait, like, time out right quick. What's that? You're like a typical yeah. fucking tourist. You went to the top of a mountain to drink beer and fucking oh hold on, like let me take a picture. You know what I'm saying? Oh oh a mountain. <laughs> Look at the sky set, the sunset. It's, it's so beautiful. It's the high elevation, man. The high elevation does something to your mentality. It just totally screws it up. Are you are you insinuating something else? The high mentality? No. <laughs> Utah and Colorado are two different states, so it's not, not, they're, not the same. They're pretty close, though, right? They, they are pretty close, but I think the laws may be a little bit different. Oh. <laughs> but so let, let, back, to, back, to my, back to my point. I'm sorry to sidebar you there, bro. Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. So. Watching the highlights, obviously they were outplayed and definitely outcoached. Um, I feel like LSU just looked like a team that it was their first game. It was their first game, and they're probably been poorly coached. Now should Coach O get the, you know, get 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 out of get out of Baton Rouge because of it? I, you know, I don't know, and I don't think we'll find out for the next couple weeks whether LSU is a legit team or not because of their opponents. But um, I just feel like I'm the ultimate optimist here. It was a bad game that, you know, we deserve to be pissed and upset about the, the solution. But I would say the biggest thing that stuck out to me is just the missed tackles, man. The lack of effort and missed tackles was crucial. And, and I feel like one of the momentum, I think um, Johnson threw a pick. Um, Johnson threw a pick, what, beginning of the third? And I feel like that really, really, really had an impact in the momentum of things in that game. I feel like 
forgot what the score was, but that pick to me was a game changer. And it was a really piss poor pick, right? I'm sorry, a piss poor throw. Um, so, Tyler, I'll let you do your thing. It, am I trying to chop Cocho's head off? No. But I would also say that we are in a little bit of trouble at the same time. So, Before you... I'm hopeful. Yeah, I'm hopeful, but I'm not as butthurt as everybody else. But before you start, what it does is it only casts more doubt on whether or not Ogeron can do it without a Joe Burrow, Dave Veranda, Joe Brady. It's not, it's not that he hasn't succeeded, but at some point after 2019, it was like, okay, yeah, you credit those guys, but you also credit Ogeron. But his credit, as we move forward, after seeing last year, what happened was after 2019, you gave Joe Burrow and Joe Bra- uh, Brady, Aranda, you gave them credit, but you also gave Ogeron credit. And let's just say those three guys and Ogeron 50-50 or 60-40 to the coordinator group and 40 to Ogeron. The more that we move past that, watching 2020, watching the first game of 2021, it's getting more to be like the coordinator group and Burrow is like 95% of it, 5% is Ogeron. So what exactly is he bringing to the table? And I'll leave the floor to you. Okay. Clear your throat, sir. Uh, just a lot of things to touch on. I'm not going to go really long with this just because it felt like I talked a long time Saturday. So um, when, I, when I woke up Sunday, uh, for, the, for the record, I wasn't that highly intoxicated at all, whether I sounded like it or not. But um, I, I did something I cannot stand when people do, and, and that's uh, be a creature of the moment right after the game. Um, and um, I, I was. I, I was I was a creature of the moment. I, I You know, emotions, whatever else. I will say this, though. I felt like I was very, um, not to sound like JB on a mountain, but I felt like I was very present, like at the Rose Bowl, like and just like at halftime, just thinking about like the game and things like that, um, and just kind of thinking about what I was seeing. And LSU got outplayed, they got outcoached. The, the the biggest thing for me, and this is this is my biggest concern through all this, the lack of energy on the sideline compared to the uh, UCLA. I was sitting really like low on like close to the field, so you could really see those types of things. And there's some other things I'll touch on in a second. But the energy level on UCLA side was I just it was a completely different level compared to LSU. LSU was almost like their players felt like they had to be there. UCLA wanted to be there. Kind of like the whole, you know, get to have to. UCLA gets to be in that game. LSU had to be in that game. And it was embarrassing. The the, the lack of enthusiasm, the lack of energy, um, to me, it was very evident from the very beginning. I thought, you know, L- there was a ton of LSU fans there. A lot of people have asked me what was the percentage. Honestly, I think I was sitting too low to really know. And sitting low is kind of challenging. Y'all know that. It's hard to see things on the other side of the field. It's kind of hard to get a grasp of a lot of things going on in the game. Um, but I would say it was probably 60-40 UCLA, 50-50 uh, fan-wise. I felt like LSU fans brought the energy, but it was like – LSU wasn't ready to play. And to your point, what you were saying earlier was, Ogeron's biggest thing is his assistants. Hire good assistants, let them do their job, be the CEO. As corny as that sounds, right? Be the CEO. He's done a good job with that one year in his tenure. He he had arguably, you know, top three to five defensive coordinators in college football. And then 
you know, Joe Brady did a great job, but Steve Benzinger was the offensive coordinator. And so those two guys worked together seamlessly. And so, yeah, he let those guys do their job. But, guys, let's face it. 2019 was the way it was because they had number nine in the locker room, just like I said out of the game. You know, it's a whole lot easier to handle that locker room when you got that dude in there and everyone knows that dude's going to be a first-round draft pick as the year's going on. And, you you know, you cross him, you got the dude's got his back. Like, it was very evident he was going to the Heisman Trophy. It was very evident. LSU, to me, early in that season, it was very evident LSU had a very good chance to win a national championship. And it was because of number nine. There's not a whole lot you have to do when you have an alpha like that leading your team. You know, and, and you look at teams that have won the national championship. Who won it last year? Bama. Mac Jones maybe wasn't a quote-unquote alpha, but Mac Jones was a hell of a football player and quarterback. You, you know, you could just look at year after year after year, teams that have that guy as a leader, that's not overly hard to, to control that when it's that guy. And Ed didn't have to do much that year. Yeah, of course, there are some big personalities and there's some things you got to deal with. And You know, as a coach, I know that, okay? But like you said, he gets a lot of credit for that year as well. So let's look at his body of work besides that. The season before was not a very good year to the very end. I think they lost three games. And LSU, three, losing three games is not a good year. You know? Last year was 5-5. Five and five. And I was thinking about this earlier. You know, they beat Florida, and, and they probably shouldn't have. If Florida doesn't throw a shoe, they don't win that game. <laughs> no, I'm serious. And so who did, who they played in the last game? I don't even remember. Arkansas, maybe? No, I, I don't even remember because it was such a shit show of a season. But the whole complexion of the season changes. They lose that game. Right, and so I think the conversation right now would not be he's hot. I would think it would be okay. Who really is next? Even though some of us are already talking about that, and like a lot of it has to do with with like I, I don't know. Like I, I know I said it on the thing. I know I don't. I'm not a football expert. I know there are people who know a lot more than me, but I know what my eyes are telling me. LSU football is in a bad place right now. It's in a really bad place. You got John Emery, who you count on at running back. Not he can't play because of academics. You got John Trey Kirkland, who's a senior, can't play because of academics. Like you got dudes you're counting on academically who who aren't who aren't there. How many times you see that at Bama, right? And I know Bama's a different animal. Okay. Well, they had what is it number nineteen on the sideline the whole game. Yeah. Granted, I don't remember who they played. Miami. Yeah. Miami and shit. So. But neither is UCLA. I would I would I would make the argument UCLA is better than Miami, but not. I'm gonna get to UCLA in a second, okay? But <clears throat> it, the program just feels like it's it's lost. It has no identity whatsoever. Now, LSU fans after less, and I'll get to less in a second. LSU fans after less wanted to update the offense. We've done that, okay? But LSU's identity was always being physical. We've lost that. You know, me and my dad were talking about before the game. UCLA's coming out the stretch. They look small. I thought they looked small. But as the game went on and I was looking at LSU's defense, like, from behind, like, the way it was, the alignment was, LSU is tiny at safety. Major Burns looks like the jersey floats on him. And they got, they got you know, the, the tight jersey. Skin tight jersey. Dude, I'm serious. You know, what, like. What, what, number, what, what number is that guy? I think 28, maybe. Uh, he's, he's a transfer from Georgia. He was like a four or five star. He went to Georgia and he came back to LSU. He's from Louisiana. It, it just looked really light in the ass. Like, and, and I know I'm saying some of the things I said the, the other night. 
They, they look really soft on kickoff coverage. Just so many things that you're just not used to seeing with an LSU football team. And you brought up Max Johnson. I expected him to play better, but also didn't expect him to be getting hit every play. You know, LSU at one point didn't even try to run the ball in the first half because they couldn't run the ball, right? So every play, there, there was no threat of the LSU running the ball whatsoever. And I saw that he was pressured, or he was blitzed, more than any quarterback in Division One football this week. Because all they did was pin their ears back because they knew there was no threat to run the ball. LSU blitzed, LSU blitzed the least amount this week, right? I don't necessarily hate that game plan. We can talk about game plans another time. I felt like they kind of had the Johnny Manziel mindset, keep whatever the hell their quarterback's name is in the pocket, right? But you got a bit of cover. But anyway, but I, I made a comment about I want to get back to Les. Let me ask you all a question. Is the program in a better place right now than it was when Les Miles was the coach? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Performance-wise, no, but hindsight's twenty-twenty. Yeah. And while Les Miles was here, apparently he was taking college-age girls to the apartment or whatever the shit he was doing, chewing on some grass or smoking it. I don't know. I'm not whatever. making a point that he's a good coach, but I'm just asking. No, I know. At least with Les Miles, which I God, this, I want to kick my own ass for saying this, but at least with Les Miles, you knew we were gonna go nine wins, yeah, ten wins, whatever. What I mean, we might lose one or two games every single year. Yeah. With between the tackle, running the football, we throw it twenty-five percent of the time. Defense is always gonna be there, and he underutilized our recruiting classes. I think Ogeron has taken that to a whole different level, to where underutilization of our recruiting classes, to where at least Les Miles could get those guys to come out and play. Mm-hmm. And I think Kirk, Her- Kirk Herbstreit on his pod today or yesterday said it the best, like, the LSU football that I'm used to watching, they had pride in their state. They had pride in their school, and they loved to wear that uniform. And they came out and they gave it. What I watched versus UCLA was not LSU football because their lack of effort shows on the tackle, shows on the assignment, shows on everything like that. And look, I'm not the biggest Curb Curb Street fan. I like him. I don't. I mean, whatever. He probably takes girl, college-age girls to the apartment too, but whatever, you know. He goes to them, I guess, you know. But... He's got a point. He's fucking right. You know what I mean? But why is it the program that we have, the money that we got, the recruits that we get, why in the fuck can't we get a coach? Why is it? I don't know. That is the, that's like the question I can't answer. Okay, so let's go back to a word you used. Pride, right? What, what was the premise Ed Ogeron was hired on? What, what, what was the big thing that, that people got behind? That he's one of us, right? Okay. So I want to make a point about this. Skip Burtman, the greatest college baseball coach ever. Y'all know where he was? You know where he was from? Not Louisiana. Okay. Not Louisiana, right? He won 75 zillion national championships. Okay. 
I'm not a Les, I'm not a Les fan. Just just one one more than you. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a Les fan. It was 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 Les one of us? No. Right. Les was a fucking Uber though. But but was Les one of us? No. No. Okay. Once again, not a fan. Paul Maneri, was he one of us? No. I don't like Paul Maneri. But but he wasn't one of us, right? Okay. Now Ed's won a national championship, and he's one of us. LSU as a community has to get away from this one of us thing. Nick Saban, was he one of us? No, he wasn't. We have to get away from this. The problem, the problem with Louisiana is it's so small town thinking that we get uncomfortable when it's someone different. You know, think, think about the whole Jay Johnson, and I'm as guilty as anyone. Right? Think about the whole Jay Johnson thing. Right? When Jay Johnson got hired, we're like, what the hell? What the hell? Because he's not from here. He doesn't have any ties here. So everyone was freaking out. Right? So it's like when we look back into 2016, why did, it, why did he really get hired? Because Jimbo Fisher screwed us at the last second, and then Tom Herman screwed us at the last second. Right? That's why he got the job. But, you know, I listened to Moscona and Moscona's podcast with T-Bob today. Moscona made, made a great point. So why didn't we just prolong the process? No one was hiring Ogeron. He would have sat and waited for the job as long as he had to. Why did we not prolong it and say, okay, Ed is the best we could get. We didn't do that. We, we were, Joe Oliva was such a bad AD and was so scared of how bad he would look in the public eye that he just hired him. And I, I, you know, I was texting with a guy from, from my cousin and him's tailgate that he's a good guy. And, and tailgate, I'll never forget we had the conversation. I don't want LSU to fire Les Moss to hire our defensive line coach. Think about it. And it goes back to what you said. Why can't we get a coach? Who's to say we can't? We, we just settle. We constantly settle for our defensive line coach. Ed Ogeron has had zero success as a head coach. His best success was an interim coach at USC, and he went 6-2. Six 6-2. and, two. Six and two. That doesn't work in Baton Rouge. All right, so that's hard to say after he won a national championship, but, you know. That's a whole other discussion. I know, but he's going to get some credit for that. But Ogeron's not a Woodward hire. No, I'm talking about Joe Oliva. Yeah. I'm talking about Joe Oliva's a terrible idea. No, I agree with you. But what I'm saying is Woodward's going to fire him. Yeah. Because that's not his M.O. Look who's brought up. Jay Johnson wasn't the biggest splash, but at the time, I don't know what's a bigger splash. You know what I mean? It's probably, you could have had a little bit bigger splash. He's an alpha though, right? Yeah, no no doubt. Great one. Kim Mulkey. Alpha. Alpha. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That's the biggest alpha on the campus. Yeah, no doubt. She'll pick Palmineri's ass up and, and fucking <laughs> <laughs> suplexes ass. I love her. You know I wish she was out for Boca. I wish she'd pick me up too, but like just fucking <laughs> slam me into the ground. Whatever, you know what I mean? So, but even I mean, Will Wade's not one of us either. But you know, the pair is the pair. I love it. I, I love him too. He's cocky. I love. He him, might get fired. Know? I hope not, man. He got a strong ass <laughs> off. <laughs> Yes, he does, man. I love him. I do too. But I, I, I want to work through his issues. No doubt. I think what they're waiting on is, you know, Tiger Droppings is not a reliable source of information, but apparently there's a video of Ogeron in the athletic department's hands of 
some boosters at a camp. Saw that. You saw that? You saw it this morning? Yep. Some boosters at a camp in Grand Isle, Fushan, whatever, Fushan, talking shit that Ojoan better win every game this year. And this motherfucker shows up at their camp Ready and says, hey, y'all got something to say to me? Like, dude, it goes back to the sissy-ass blue shirt. You fucking make eight millions of eight million dollars a year. Just shut the fuck up. Like you ain't gotta prove anything. Just shut the fuck up and do your job, and nobody's gonna fuck with you. People are going to talk shit. Whether you make eight million dollars, or you will make eighty thousand dollars, or you make eight thousand dollars, you gotta learn how to not respond to that. Well, and what I, I think what what made him successful, besides getting a once in a generation talent, is. He was, he was a different guy but before the success. He's, he just seems like a different dude. And I, I don't know, like, maybe this season will turn around. There's nothing that screams. I think they look worse than they did last year. And think about this. They have, like, 18 returning starters. Like, that can't happen. And Their O-line is full of fifth-year starters. Those guys. Oh, my goodness yeah. gracious. But, look, Ogeron, Ogeron is like JB right now. He's, oh he's more concerned with chasing tail. Than, oh, get out of here, bro. Than doing his job. <laughs> now, actually, J- JB's very dedicated to his job. Yeah, he's a little too dedicated. But he's also very dedicated to chasing tail. So, you know. Oh, my goodness. Bro, get out of here, bro. Chasing tail and <laughs> hey, getting drunk. Let, let, me throw, let me throw some positivity out there, man. Is that uh, Tyler, I agree. I, really, I agree with both of y'all points, Tyler and Carl. One thing, one thing you said, Tyler, was um, that Coach O seems like he's changed a little bit when the spotlight has been on him, right? And I, I think that's a, a huge part of this, is that, man, when, when you get all of a sudden $8 million being a, a, the head coach of LSU, your life's going to change. And shit, I would say, change for him. In terms of the swagger that he has, man, I'm, I'm not mad at the swagger, right? Like, I don't care if you talk shit about whoever. You can tell them they're all pussies for wearing baby blue shirts. But you gotta back it up, right? And I think that's the thing where we're all upset about. And look, UCLA, good for them, man. They put that up on the background of their Twitter. Like, I think that's cool, because that's what shit-talking is about, right? They made shirts, is what I'm saying. They made shirts of what Coach O said, and they put it on the background of their Twitter page. I think that, um, I'm gotta, not mad at Coach O. You never saw it? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. yeah, you didn't see that? No. Even yeah, Lane Kiffin referenced it yes, last night. I'm not mad at what Coach O is doing, and, you know, look, what, what he's doing in his personal life is his personal life. He's going to be, you know, in the spotlight, so he should definitely be conscious of that, being the head coach of LSU, and I agree that he's held to a higher standard, but um, I'm okay with the swagger. Just back it up, man. And, and, and the last point in terms of, in, in my mind, the, the scary thing is is that I feel like UCLA played well, and they looked great, right? They looked like a great football team. The issue with that is they are in the Pac-12. So even if they run their schedule and they are the Pac-12 champs, guys, we are in the SEC. <laughs> this is not going to be a pretty pretty season if uh, if we can't beat the top of the Pac-12. And and you, you cannot convince me they're a real football team because their quarterback completed nine passes. He completed nine passes for like 200-something yards. Like That tells you – I think unless you gave up like, like 10 or 8 – Plays of over twenty yards, like something crazy. Like it was bad. It looked it looked a lot last yearish. Um, and I, I just I don't I don't like talking about coaching change after one game because I, I just I don't like that. But like this is where we're headed. Like this this is happening. And to what you said, 
Tiger Droppings is not always the most reliable place, but it's coming from too many different places. Of all the different things going on, the Title IX stuff, that type of shit. Him being at the beach, shirt, well, I mean, he's at the beach, of course he's shirtless, with whatever chicks, videos of him in bed with a girl, then supposedly there's a video or picture or something that surfaced a day or two before the game in L.A. with him with another with another girl. Like, you just have to be conscious of, conscious of those types of things. And like you said, his private life is his private life, but he has to be aware of the fact that you are the head coach of a $100 million operation. Business. You, that's exactly it. And it's, it, you are not the coach at, um, you know, at Lafayette High School. You are the coach at LSU. You are the most visible person in the university. And uh, Tyler, can, can, I, can I just interrupt you for a second? Absolutely. If, if, L, if, LSU wins, if LSU wins this game and they win it confidently, are we even having this conversation about Coach O and what he does in his private life? No. Life? No. But they lost. And well, lost, that's what I'm lost saying, right? embarrassingly. Like, don't, even though they did, don't live this lavish lifestyle if you can't back it right. up, right? Because everybody loves winners, and if you win, you can almost get away with just about anything. Because we, we're uh, the uh, United States of America, we love winners, right? Yeah. And so I think to, to, we're not even having this conversation if they win convincingly, because that's what was expected, right? Um, so that just happened. It's unique. I also think too, though. Human nature, right? I don't know what Ogeron's life goals are or whatever it may be or what drives him, right? If you look at Saban, you can tell year in after year out, being the best is what drives him. It's not the money, it's not the fame, it's not the recognition, it's being the best. That doesn't drive Ogeron, apparently. He won a national championship, great. He got the fucking bag, great. What else do I do? You know what I mean? Like, do you think because of the success that he had in 2019 and the payday that he got because of it, the motivation and the drive has gone, has left him? Like, he'll never have to work another day in his life if he don't want to, unless he gets fired. I mean, even if he gets fired for cause. I think that's what they're waiting on, to see if they can fire him for cause, as opposed to having to pay his buyout, which is like $28 million or some shit like that. And I, yeah. and, I, and I don't think you gain anything from firing him now anyway. I think you save face by you wait till the end of the year. But supposedly, I, I saw the same thing, that that whole Title IX thing is supposed to come down in like 45 days. I'm with you, 100%. Like, I think you let it play out. And if it doesn't play out the way... But, but I, still, I still stand behind what I said after the game in that if they're not compiling a list right now they're not doing that job even if they would have won if you're not compiling if you don't continuously have a list of what you want and what you're looking for right now okay you're not doing your job you're not doing your job and you get you get whiffed by Tom Herman and you get whiffed by Jimbo Fisher because Joe Leva might have been the worst AD in the history of college athletics let's not forget what he did to Duke lacrosse right whenever he punish those guys and basically suspended a season for stuff that had zero proof. But anyway, we're not going to get there. But there's not a list. And I've made it very clear the other night who I want them to contact. Um, and we'll talk about coaching changes way later if that's something that becomes. But there has to be a list. And I hope they win every game going forward. But guys, for them to, to lose four games, they have to go five and three in conference. Bama's an automatic loss. That's not even a discussion. Okay? 
A&M, I don't buy the A&M hype. I never do. Okay? But A&M don't look real good. Ole Miss don't look real but good. But A&M always plays this tough. Because we're like what Alabama is to us. That's what we are to A&M. At yeah. least that's what it feels like. Yeah. But Ole Miss looks a whole lot better than us. Auburn's not great, but Kentucky's not bad. Like, Florida, obviously. Like, especially after last year. It's hard to imagine this team going five and three. And in the pessimist eyes of myself right now, I see six and six at best. Six and six at best. That's fair. It's disappointing, but fair. Yeah. But it leads me to my it's next. It leads me to my next point. You know, one of my balls out the door. One of my other balls in the door. Billy Napier coming in. He's gonna slide right in there. Now, I actually told somebody today. I, of course, I went Lincoln around, and I'll go quickly. Kippen, Urban Meyer, because he's got a shitty year with Jacksonville. But none of those are happening. And Billy Napier, I think. Would be someone who would be considered, but I think L- surprisingly on Tiger droppings, LSU fans have been open Napier. I thought they would be very butthurt about a ULO guy. No, they're not. And most of the time they would, so that tells you that they think pretty highly of him. Like I talked to someone today who said, "I, I don't want anyone from ULALA." It's like a slap in the nuts. Well, if he's the best coach, I don't care what his saving pedigree, his youth, and what he's built in a culture. Yeah. That's what LSU needs. The, the problem is that I've also seen kind of floating around Tiger Droppings is that is the opposite direction of Woodward's MO. Woodward wants proven, high dollar, don't give a shit how much it costs, I who? will pay you. But who is there? There is nobody right now. Right now. Make Lincoln Riley say no, not 10 times, 11 times. And I, oh, there's going to be, oh, they barely beat Tulane. No, they didn't care about Tulane, right? They didn't care. They in the playoff every year. Do they get their asses whipped? Yes. They played in the Big 12. They fixed him to join the SEC. And that's even more reason why he, he's not going to come to LSU, because why would he come to LSU? But that, that's LSU's problem. So instead, we'll just go, we'll, we'll find out. Who's our D-line coach right now? I don't even know. We'll, we'll just we'll just promote our special teams coordinator. Uh, that's what we want to do. That's, that's just if he's, if, 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 if he's from Louisiana, he's getting an interview. Well, I, I did see I did see some other ideas floated about promoting. If you did want to fire Rosen right now, you could promote Ensminger yeah. to interim head coach, mm-hmm. and no, he's not he a coach does, right now. Though. He does he does not want a fucking head coaching job. I know he retired, but he's like... He's an analyst. He's there. He was there. I saw him. Yeah, yeah. He's there, and I met him. He don't say a whole lot. You know what I mean? I met him a few times. He would be, he would be the animal. A quarter aim, but a quarter aim. He's probably got more aspirations than ends, maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there were some people calling for him to be defensive coordinator after, yeah, after Pelini. You know what I'm saying? So... He's got more aspirations. Ensminger would hold the ship and provide some accountability for the short term and know, as a program, LSU would know that he did not want to take over. He would not expect a head coaching gig. He'd probably do it because he loves LSU. Yeah, yeah, right. You know what I mean? They, they ain't firing that during the year. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. I think 
why, you know, why create so much controversy and the chance to win? If they lose the McNeese no. this week, we might be talking differently. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, let's just say if they lose the McNeese, then he goes. Let's say title, yeah, for sure. title nine comes down and they can fire him with cause, they're going to fire him with cause. No matter what time of the year it is. Yeah, no, you're right. You know what I mean? But who, <laughs> who are we hiring them? Oh, I know somebody else. I know somebody else. I would say you, you'll hammer me for this. Though. I got a good feeling you're gonna hammer me for this. You want to take a guess? Big name coach in the SEC. I think he's one of the most underrated coaches in the SEC. I wanted him last time. Dan Mullen. I, I told you. I told you. I fucking hate that arrogant bastard. Good football coach. He's going to NFL anyway. He's all right. But yeah, I wouldn't call him good. I'll throw a shoe at him. But... <laughs> That's a good football coach. I don't know. Just, you know, coaching changes will be something we'll, we'll deal with later. But Ulala needs to be real worried about their coach right now. And I know their fans are sweating their asses off with LSU being over. Because well, the rumor is Napier wants two jobs, LSU or Bama. That is what I heard. I mean, he turned out what, Mississippi State? He turned out State, South Carolina he backed out of. Auburn heard he backed out of. Why would you go there? I mean, well, like... As a coach, right? Where? Mississippi State, what? South Carolina. As a coach, as a football coach. It's not going just to live there. Uh, why would you go there? Because essentially what you're doing is you're going for one payday. Yeah. Then you're going to get fired. Then you're going to go back to coaching JUCO or a small D1 yeah, school. Or be a or coordinator or something. Yeah. yeah you know I, I'm I mean? with you. I'm with you. If that's all you aspire to do, great. But you're not going to turn those programs around, not in the SEC. You know what I mean? I'm with you. It's not going to happen. So, look, I like Napier. I hope he goes there oh, yeah. to LSU. I don't think that Woodward – I think he's like option F in Woodward's book if he has a book right now. Yeah. Not that there's even that many coaches available. I know But it just doesn't fit the MO that he goes along, the playbook that he follows. You know what I mean? Everybody's available, though. For the right price. Even, even off with Nicky. He's, he's available. Everybody's available. He, he ain't that available. If he does, I mean, he's an idiot. We, we don't want to pay him that much. You know what I mean? He's too old. Not too old. I don't want him. I wouldn't mind him. I don't want him. Well, that's because you're dumb. I am dumb. I didn't I'm... want to call you fucking stupid in front of the bartender. But, I don't yeah. want him. He's not going to be around long, though. That's the point I was getting at because he's established the ways and means to facilitate what he wants to do. The Amit Barber, you know what I mean? The bagman, which I guess really. You can just follow him here. Well, you as long as he got a strong ass offer. Well, with uh, NIL, it doesn't matter as much, does it? You J- know what I mean? Well, JB might be his bagman. He probably would be. Oh, what am I going to be? Nothing, JB. Just go back to your Snapchats. Anyway, let's no, move. Man, let's, look, let's, let's, I'm Google it. Let's Google move on. Billy Napier, man. M- move on. Let's let's just move on. Hey, <laughs> just comb that beard, bro. It's look, hold on, I got you. Comb that beard, bro. Look. It's getting it's getting a little wild. It's getting a little unruly in this in this Zoom call. Hey, straight straight up, I had to start putting beard oil in there, man, just to make sure it's you know staying flat and looking fluffy. One day, Carl, I'll, I'll have a beard like you used to have. Hey, bro, that was like a a two month beard, and then I shaved it all because I, I couldn't. Two I couldn't take it anymore. Carl, if, if I had a choice to uh, to spit game at the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life or to rub your beard whenever that existed, 
I would definitely pick rubbing your beard. That's a little disturbing, JV, but... Hey, I'm the one who was caressing Carl in, at the Astros game, so... Anyway, let's, let's really just go ahead <laughs> and just move on, please. I wish you could have got my, my facial reaction on video, you know? That's why, I, like, when you, we, we miss our uh, our little circle light and our little camera that you bring when you're in, in person. Because you could have posted that. That would have been great IG content, you know what I mean? Look, look, look man, I'm, I'm, I'm here for the shock and the awe. That's what I'm here for, the shock and, and the awe. You're, you're a very good moderator. You know what I mean? Thanks, man. And you're yeah, going to play with us that. in Sixums in Beach Volleyball on Thursdays. I ain't playing that shit. Let, me, gonna, let me know. I'll just up. let you know. More importantly, JB. And we're going to be drunk on a bucket team. Dude, oh, we get t-shirts. That's what I'm saying, bro. That was my wife's idea. So more, shout out to Katie. More important. Shout out, Katie. Nicely done. More importantly, <laughs> more importantly, JB, tell us about your fantasy football draft. Bro, wait, well, time out. Okay. Time out, time out before you go. You dropped it four fucking wide receivers in a row? Hold on. He used the Carl method. I told you three. You, three at most, not four. You. you can't play four at one time. Let me tell you yeah, my you motivation. Let me tell you my motivation. Oh, two, my bad. I take that back. I take that back. I'm sorry. You have oh, two flexes. Yeah, right, right. Okay, so let, let's talk about the rules first. I stand corrected. Ten, uh, I wait. I, I, formal, I formally apologize. No, you apologize, accepted, brother. It's a ten-team league. We got two flexes. No, right. So I knew I had some flexibility. Carl, you told me about this beautiful strategy of your first three picks have to be wide receivers. Um, I think in this specific league, I ended up third. Um, and, and, and I've been playing in this, in this league for at least like five or six years. And I'm, I've come second, I've come third, and I've been really low before too. Um, but I never quite make it. And I'm like, you know what, let's try some up. Because I think in the previous pods, you guys have heard me. You know, I'm, I'm a pretty heavy running back guy, right? So I'm like, all right, Carl, let's go, baby. Roll the dice, let's do it. So I started the strategy, right? Tyreek Hill, round one. Not, not, not bad, right? No. AJ, AJ Brown. Hey, oh, let, me ask, let, me, let me ask you about AJ Brown. Are you not a little worried about Julio Jones being on that roster now, too? No, I am, but I feel like Julio only uh, lifts him up, right? Because now that they have two legit fair, fair weapons, point. Fair point. Right? Now they have, they're going to take pressure off of AJ. And so you, you got to choose one of the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fair, I think fair some point. teams will choose AJ, and, and, some teams will choose him. And you know what else? I mean, you, you know, that, your, your point's even better because now they have to, you know, they want to play man because they have to stop Derrick Henry. No, that's that's a great point. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So, so round two, AJ Brown, and then round three, I just couldn't pass him up, right? He's never he's never like a, uh, a rock star every single year, but he's consistent and he's dependable. It's uh, Mike Evans from the Bucks, right? So that was third round. And then every year we play um, we play keepers. And so I got to decide this before we even start the draft, right? So I decided to keep DK Metcalf. I uh, picked him on the fourth round last year, so decided to keep him. And essentially the keepers worked where I keep him, and I know that ahead of time, but I lose my fourth round draft pick, right? And so here I am. You know, I'm like, okay, I know I have three wide receivers after the second round, but do I really pass out, pass up on my guests, right? And so I was already in the strategy, so I'm like, 
Well, guys, hopefully I get lucky. I can pick somebody up from free agency for running back because I'm going to be shit out of luck. So, you know, Mike Evans, third round, DK Metcalf, fourth round. Um, then I'm, like, frantic and about to shit my pants because I don't have any running backs. So <laughs> I go fifth round, Damian Harris from the Patriots. Uh, sixth round, I pick Melvin Gordon, which is pro- uh, the third, which is probably my worst pick. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's not real good. <laughs> that was bad. I don't know what I was You just freaked out? Too many beers. No, honestly, I had a lot of beers that night. It was it was Sunday night, and I I don't know. I think I have like a uh, Melvin Gordon used to play for the the Chargers, right? Yeah. And I remember him in, in, in that day, and so it's a different Melvin Gordon. So um, he's on my pitch right now. Seventh round was Raheem Horst from the 49ers. So I start, just started picking guys that I know are like maybe start, right? <laughs> that, that are not like the store and, and probably have something to prove. Um, eighth round, I picked Tom Brady. You know, he's Mr. Dependable. He's the GOAT. Why not? That was eighth round. I feel like that was a decent Yeah, that's, 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 that's a value pick at the eighth round, Tom Brady. Not, not bad, right? And then ninth round, Tyler Higby just needed a tight end, so just picked the top guy that was there. Um, let's see, that was ninth round. Tenth round, Juju Smith-Schuster. Eh, he's okay, but he was he was there. Yeah, but that's so pretty good for the tenth round. He used to be a I, lot a lot better than what he was, you know, or what he is, I guess. Yeah, and, and look, outside of that, the, the only really, uh, you know, the Ravens defense special teams, 13th round, I always love to pick the Ravens defense special teams because I think, I don't know, just maybe some nostalgia back in the day when, when Ray Lewis and, uh, and uh, Ed Reed used to play. But they still have a good a good defense. And then, you know, my Mr. Uh, relevant, is that what it's called? What do you call it? Irrelevant. Last, the last pick. Mr. Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Mr. Irrelevant. I, I picked, my pick was Joe Burrow for the 14th round. So. That's pretty solid, man. It'll be, oh, yeah. it'll be my backup, right? So, I mean, if so guys, not, tell, me, tell if, me your overview. Tell me what you guys think. You did all right. I, mean, I think I think you're gonna be good. I like the strategy because you know it is my own. You know, uh, I, I, th- I think you're running back, so leave a little bit to be desired. But if it were me, and look, it's hard to tell because I, I can't see who's going ahead of me. You know what I mean? So to no. just look at your draft selection without knowing how everybody shook out, probably at that at that fifth round where you started to pick running backs, you're kind of you're probably at a dime a dozen because the other people in your league probably went heavy running backs in the first one through four rounds, right? So in that fifth yeah. round, after you picked your two wide receivers and your two flexes, try and go after your number one tight end. It's like adverse thinking to how everybody else thinks. So you know what I mean? People try and pick tight ends like sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. Because they go running backs, wide receivers, maybe a quarterback, then tight end. And it all depends on who's on the board, right? But, you know, always like in a PPR league, anybody that gets a lot of receptions, it's a point every time, you know? So maybe in the fifth round, instead of going running back, tight end, instead of tight end in the ninth round, if you can get a solid tight end, after the first probably three or four it's you can wait till almost the end of the draft and it won't make any difference you know uh, Cora, I'll say probably on the sixth round I started to shit my pants I think that's that's where stuff went downhill for me I, I, I think Carl I, I, I was I was 100% in your strategy and I think that DK Metcalf being a keeper so I had four, four wide receivers in my first four picks and uh, the sixth round was just not, not good for me 
Hey, DK in the fourth round's not bad, bro. Like, yeah, I, I agree. Like, that's, that's pretty. Hey, like, who was the first pick? Mahomes. Yeah. No, it was. Um, hold on, I, I can tell you. No, it's all right. I mean, you ain't got to look it all up. You know what? Yeah, no, it's not. I mean, it uh, literally just popped up. The first uh, McCaffrey was that's, first. That's kind of what I was thinking. But Mahomes didn't actually get picked until the third round. Damn. McCaffrey's going to get hurt. Why are you so negative? Dude, he gets hurt he every will. year. Yeah, he will. Uh oh. Oh, his screen share. So, okay. Yeah, oh, I mean, you, you look at it. You got you got the top running backs. The first what six picks? First, I, I was I was the first one to pick. Holy shit! With George pick. George Kittle went number three. Where's that third? No 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 no. Yeah, like that. Oh, no, okay. Look, look left right. from right. All right, all right, sorry. Left from right. Makes sense. Holy shit! Yeah, see, look, everybody's mo is to draft running backs first, and then start to look outside. Kelsey went in the second round though. Yeah, I was just seeing that. Russell Wilson. When after Dak Prescott, oh, get, oh, my God. Get the. Dak Prescott can barely walk, bro. That is. <laughs> I... Look, look, man. That's I'm, I'm not here to critique other people's picks. <laughs> I'm here Wait. to critique my picks. Dude, so that's it, really it, late for C.D. Lamb. Oh, my God. Wow. Who is it? Where, where at? C.D. Lamb in the 10th round. Dude, if you could have oh, no, got no, him. He, no, he was a he was a he was a keeper. So Seattle oh, okay, all right, I got you. I got that you. was a keeper from. Uh, so anytime if it has a K by it, that means it's a keeper. So no, he just he just got a good deal keeping him in the tenth round. That's hey, that's real good. Give me an A plus through an F minus. Where would you say my ranking? Is if at? this was a margarita review, a drunk on a bucket <laughs> margarita review, I'd yes. probably give you like a six point three because there's nothing that really jumps out the page. I like that's the not bad. I like the strategy. But there's nobody that really, I'm like, damn, that's a solid fucking player. Or not solid, but that's a really good fucking player. You got all solid guys. I like yeah. I like DK Metcalf in the fourth round because of your keeper pick. That's a, a, a variable that I've never had to deal with when playing fantasy football. But it's 6.3. No. I'm sorry, I was watching that's, the Astros. That's warning track power, bro. <laughs> Damn. I'll take that 6.3. Thank you. Thank you, Carl. Well, I'm, not a, I'm not a fantasy football guy. I'm actually going to play this year. can't believe I'm playing. Um, You're also playing beast volleyball, which you probably didn't think you were going to play. That's not going to really happen. Yes, you, you bet. No, it will really happen. But anyway. Uh, I'm taking my shirt off. <laughs> please, please, <laughs> please do. Please do. Because I, I asked my wife, I was like, can I play with my shirt off? She's like. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not really a fantasy football guy. Uh, I would give you like a 6.0, I guess. Maybe I, I like you, so maybe a seven. I don't know. Um, hey, I, actually, I actually like Tom Brady in the eighth round. I think that's a pretty good pick. Um, solid. Um, and then looking at like, Ju- I know Juju Smith on your on your bench. I think it's actually a pretty good pick. Jalen Waddle could be a good pick in the eleventh round on your bench. The problem is you have so many good receivers. Um, those guys being on the bench, um, it could be an issue. If if man, I think I'm crazy. If if Burrow can stay upright with their shitty offensive line, he could end up being a pretty solid play for you uh, going forward, man. Because he's got some weapons. And, you know, I'm also a homer, so that doesn't help. But I'll just go ahead and shut up. Also, just to say, so, like, 
I never draft bench players before I'm done drafting my full lineup. What? I never do that. I always draft bench players before my full lineup. I don't because I just don't. Because they're only going to sit one week. You know what I mean? Well, unless they get hurt. Unless they get hurt. Yeah, but you, you, you got to have options, man. Especially, like, who knows what COVID protocol, too, right? So that, that was a big deal last year that no one really, like, considered. And that was a big game changer. For, and I, I, like, I know a lot of. I, I like the AJ Brown pick, too, after you and I talked about it a little bit. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think, yeah. he, I think he's poised for a really big year. Because Julio's yeah, going to you know, be hurt, though. That's not a bad thing. So, so here, here's my here's my point, gotcha. I think my point being is that like uh, you know most of these things that you do drafts, they give you scores once the draft is done. And uh, you know I don't know what the scoring is based off of. Maybe the top is 900, and then um, the bottom is 700. So the top guy that that was ranked number one scored 867. I, I am all the way at the fucking bottom at number 10 at 706. Can I so say- obviously. This technology thought I sucked at drafting. I, so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you one thing. That yes. preseason ranking doesn't mean a fucking thing. Suck my Bregman. Two run bomb, tied it bitch up in a night. Let's go! No shit. Look, he's got a fat chow on him too, bro. Man, now this why, made my day. Why couldn't we go to an exciting game? You had to pick the fucking twins to go to. Let's go again. God, dude, that let's was. Just, let's go, just us. That was a boring game, bro. All we could do is get. Let you didn't even wasted. watch the game. I did watch the game. I was drunk. <laughs> no, but JB definitely didn't watch the game. Let's go. I'm done. All right, let's go. Dude, Next weekend. Let, I don't even know they played home. Oh no, but he got a wedding. On, he got a wedding. You got wedding wait, wait, every wait, weekend. Wait. We're not all rich like you. Oh my gosh, bro! Get out of here, bro! I'm poor because that's all I do is travel. I mean, who's watching your house right now? You got a house. You don't want to know. Let, 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 let's, let's Moving not, on. Let's skip over this topic. Let's, oh. let's skip over this topic. <laughs> I was going to see if you needed me to go, like, turn your lights on or something. But <laughs> Dude, they, they home next weekend, too, against the D-backs. They're terrible. I used to, the D-backs Ooh. used to be one of my favorite teams. I used to like D-backs, too. Randy Johnson, Luis Dude, Gonzalez. Hey, hold on, hold on. Here's the deal. Next weekend, they're home, and then uh, they're on the road at the Angels, then at the A's. Okay. Then they so we finish. Go, we're going to Oakland. Then they finish at home against the A's. We going? I'm down. Let me know. What's First what's weekend day? of October. Ten Let one through ten three. We in? Hold on. Let's I'm go. Gonna, I think I got a golf trip that week. Oh. JB, oh, JB, we going? Dude, I'm in. Let's go. Yeah. I'm committed. I'm gonna be in. Hey, Dustin. look. If Grant, if Grant doesn't get married next next weekend, I'm in then. What you mean if he Girl, doesn't get married? Find like, out. Is it, is find it out. questionable? Yeah. I mean, because well, of the weather. Because of the hurricanes. In New Orleans, man. He, he lives in Mandeville. Oh, okay, okay, all right. When the, the, and the wedding is in New Orleans. Yeah, right. it's just sorry, a, it's sorry, just sorry, a lot. Yeah, no. It's already been pushed back once because of COVID. That's terrible. Yeah. Carl, can, can you go next weekend? Next weekend? They put an Angels. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They put a D-backs, yeah. Right right now? Yes, I can go So, week. So y'all would want to go Saturday night? They play at 6 o'clock against the D-backs. McCullers yes. is supposed to throw. Yes. We'll figure it out. All right. All right. Real I quick, might, real quick. I might not make it fucking home. Yeah, real, real quick. U, UL, UL and Nichols. Obviously, we're all going to pick UL to win that game. Um, 
I'm gonna go ahead and give a little shout out to my Colonels. Um, tough situation, right? Uh, a lot of a lot of issues on campus. Haven't been home in weeks, a couple weeks. Um, they're in Memphis right now. They're actually gonna drive to North Louisiana on Friday and drive in to the game on Saturday, and they don't really know what their future holds after that. Um, as far as home games, whatever else. Um, they took one on the chin to Memphis last week. Um, I was a little disappointed in the Cajuns against Texas. Last week I thought the game would be a little bit better than that. It was competitive for a while. Um, expected a little bit more. Um, I'm just I'm hoping my, my Colonels can keep it close, especially my, my – I don't even know how many guys now. I think three guys uh, play for Nichols um, that I coach, and then there's, there's two at UL. Um, so – you know, hoping all those guys have really good nights and career nights and whatever, and you know, that Nichols wins, but hey, not looking good for the Colonels. If you, to all of our 50, 70, 40 listeners, come see us out there. We're going to be out there at some point. Might be rolling around. Me and Tyler will be out there because JB's in the mountains drinking beer, chasing tail. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Taking selfies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm excited about Louisiana versus Louisiana. I mean, and, and it's not, it doesn't involve LSU, right? It's, I agree. It's obviously, I, yeah, I have a connection, UL, BMI, uh, you know, Alma Mater, even though when I was in school, I, I literally never went to a football game. <laughs> uh, but I went to more football games once I graduated than I did when I was in school, but uh, that, that that's on me. But, you know, still, still have pride. Yeah, go ahead. Can I tell you the one UL game that I went to? While I was a student there, I went there for the first quarter, and I left to go watch the, U- uh, the LSU game that was playing later that night. <laughs> so, so let's let's make a pack right now. All right, right now. So every year from now on, we're gonna go on one football trip every year. It doesn't have to be LSU. Doesn't have to be UL. Which that would help. Like like for example, UL just played at Texas. That'd have been cool. But I heard tickets were hard as shit to find. Probably. But who's to say next year we don't go to – I'm making this up. I'm just completely making this up. Penn State, Ohio State. I know that would be a very difficult ticket. But you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we might go to a Duke-North Carolina football game. Nobody nobody wants to go to that game. But go somewhere different every year. And it doesn't have to be LSU. doesn't have to be UL. doesn't have to be nothing like that. Go find a trip. Go to Athens. You know what I mean? Hey, look, I just went to the Rose Bowl. It was expensive, but it wasn't that bad. All right. So what, what's, the, what's the game this year? No, no, well, it's too late now. No, it's not too late. It's too. Uh, no, I, 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 I trust me. It's too late for me. <laughs> I just went to the Rose Bowl, dog. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. You, you know what the, the game this year would have been? LSU Kentucky. Because you know why? The next day, the Bengals play at home. Lexington is an hour and a half away. There's a ton of LSU fans going, so they can go see Joe Burrow. I mean, there's always. Saints, Patriots, Red Sox, Yankees. <laughs> you had to talk to my boss on that one, but I'm. She, look, she told me happy 35th birthday while I was in Pasadena. <laughs> I mean, she's gonna stay at home, right? So you only gotta. I'll drop. I will drop. I'm not. I'm not doing. Drive. I'm not doing. Drop again. <laughs> I will drive. Listen, listen. I will drive. All three of us on my own dime. Y'all don't have to pay no gas money. It ain't about the money. I don't. I ain't. I just ain't riding in the car for that long. <laughs> You're going to sleep through most of it. No, I'm not. I don't sleep I, in cars. I drive throughout the night. You can sleep in the fucking bed of the truck. <laughs> I got a bed cover. I'll put a mattress back there. Sleep your ass off, bro. Like, just beat on the roof when you're ready. You got to go to the bathroom or something. I'd rather go to I'd rather go to the Saints in uh, Washington. 
Why? You like DC that much? I love DC. And it's shorter drive. It ain't that much shorter. It's like three hours difference. DC's a shithole, bro. I love it. Hey, look. Look, Tyler. It, real question is, would you rather drive with Carl all the way up to the East Coast, the Northeast, or would you rather fly American Airlines? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I'd rather have an ingrown toenail for a month straight than fly right. American Air. Look, I'll put it this way. Katie is already planning a, the, the next Disney trip or whatever. The only thing she can find is American. She's like, we ain't going then. <laughs> it's not happening. But they, they did work with me eventually after I almost choke slammed somebody. They, right. they, they did work that, with me. That and brings up a, a hold hit. Hold on, hold on. Wait. You talk smack about Spirit Airlines. Yeah. They moved my flight for me to Houston when they didn't have to just because. Just because. And it was a much better flight. But that brings up an interesting if then. Would you rather fuck your brother? I mean, your sister or your mother? You know what I'm saying? Don't get it. Wait. How many beers have you had, Carl? Not enough. Not enough. It's just been a long ass day, bro. Long ass day like a strong ass offer, bro. All right, so once a year, we're going. going. Once a year. It doesn't have to just be football. Tyler's already shot his load for this year, so we got to play it for next year. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm committed. Did you want to shine your I'm committed. Yes, ma'am. You want me to wait till you're lower? No, you can bring it down. I'll drink it. Chug. Oh, yeah. He, he's not a little bitch. It's okay. He's not a little bitch. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey, what's her name? I'll edit that out. Don't what's, worry. What's her name again? Dude. I'm, not to, I'm not even there. How am I supposed to do it? Because I, I adjusted the iPad so you could see who comes to the table. Oh, I did. I can't. I, I know who you're talking about. I just don't remember her name. My memory sucks, man. I, my memory sucks. Yep. Well, Tyler, I commit. I commit to that. Whenever, whenever the game is, let me know. I'm down. I'll block that. Find out about the win. 100. I'm about to text my brother. Yep, I will. Text I'll him find out. out for sure. Well, look, guys. Hey, can, can I give a quick? Quick shout out, um, two shout outs actually. Number one to my boy Jordan Miller. He uh, he was at Fenway Park in uh, at the Red Sox game in Boston, and he, uh, he had his drunk on a bucket shirt. Uh, he had his drunk on a bucket shirt, so I, we'll be posting that up um, here pretty soon. And then since I'm in Utah, I got to connect with, um, with my boy Matt Almo. Uh, Matt and Tara Almo, they were uh, members and clients with us in our Sandy, Utah gym, and they ended up moving to, I think, Santa Rose, California. Um, they, they started a, uh, pay, uh, I believe, a, a pavement company, so, like, repaving parking lots or whatnot. But um, your boy listens to every pod, man. He's a dedicated listener. He's been there since episode 1.2, and as soon as he sees that we post another one, he's on it. He literally, he was spitting stuff back on episode 2 and 3, and we, we just had a, a, a ton of fun, man. So shout out shout out to those two guys. Uh, thanks for the love, following, spreading the, the good word, and um, just, just excited Hell yeah. to Let, Look, so if you didn't know already, if you're a member, or even if you're not a member at any of JB's 38 Anytime Fitness Gyms, all of them, all of them employ the Versa Gun. So if you listen to the pod, JB will come to your home and therapeutically massage you with a Versa Gun whenever you want. I don't even know, don't even know what a Versa Gun is, bro. What's it called? A Theragun. A Theragun. <laughs> it goes. You know what I'm talking about, bro. Bro, I don't it, even, what am I doing with you, bro? It gets, it gets, it gets the knots out, bro. <laughs> oh, 
In so many, in so many ways. So many ways. I don't want to know the other ways. I just know one way. That's all. <laughs> hey, Tyler, what you, what you got to say, man? Yep. Yep. <laughs> I think that's a good, a good end, a note to end it on right there. You know, guys. Good. It was fun shitting on LSU. Cause that that consumed most of our energy, which we knew it was going to. You know, it was fun shitting on JB's fantasy football draft, which was fun as well. I hope you win the championship, bro. Me too. You you get a Gatorade bath if you do. Hey, I'm ready. I'm pretty sure Brady will be happy to pull. Brady calls a national champion, so he'd be happy to do it. Dude, let's go. I'd love for Brady to do it. You'll get a Gatorade bath after you do the milk crate challenge in in the corner bar parking lot. With spikes in it. Oh my gosh. You want me to die? Alright, look. Y'all come check us out because I think Beach Volleyball starts next week. Oh my god, I didn't even know that. (laughs) JB's not going to be back for that just yet. But it'll be... JB. Yes. You can't can't keep combing the the beard on the the Zoom conference. It's it's my nervous energy, man. I got to do something with my hands. You need a fidget spinner, bro. I do, for real. Anyway, guys, it's been enjoyable. Guys, I know I can say this for myself, and I can definitely speak for Tyler and everybody else. JB, we can't wait till you come home, bro, and yeah. have you here in the flesh. We need it. We need that that positive energy. Tyler's got, go. like, Tyler's, like, real negative, and I'm, like, a little bit negative. Damn. God damn. <laughs> so the, the vibe is, like, overly negative on this end without JB's positive it, ray of sunshine. Yeah, I mean, never I do been, too. Never. But everybody knows that's bullshit for just, I'm a, I'm a pessimistic person, you know what I mean? Bro, I, I just miss you guys, man. Let me just say that. I, I just miss you guys. miss being around y'all. miss talking shit. And you miss, miss y'all cable. making fun of me. What's yeah. that? You miss Cable? Yeah, man, I miss having cable. I mean, I do, look, I do miss my 16-year-old dog, Lucy. Miss her, like, all heck, man. Like, I never thought I'd miss a dog so much, but I do miss her. And I miss being under the Reggie Bush jersey, so let's just say that. At Corner Bar Youngsville, official one-beer sponsor of Drunk on a Bucket. Except tonight. Maybe not tonight. I don't know. I have to look at my tab, see if I got comp the first beer, because I don't think I did. But that's all right. Better, better Gid- talk to the boss guy. Barry Gidry, I'm coming for your ass, bro. <laughs> Just take that out of what I owe you. So, oh my gosh. anyway, enjoyed it, guys. Y'all follow. Y'all look for IG. We will eventually post when we're gonna come hang out. We want y'all to come hang out with us. We enjoy some different opinions. Come sit in. Put your opinions out here on the pod. Ain't nobody listening to this shit, so just come talk shit with us. That's what we're saying, you know? We like we like company, you know? I mean, fuck, we got JV on a goddamn iPad screen right now, you know what I mean? Hold on, I will say this too. You can also send us Instagram messages, and JB can read them off, and we'll answer questions. Maybe, maybe that's something we should really start doing. I've seen Dude, oh, hold on. I can, we could go live on it. On Hell yeah. And look, if anybody knows Demi Bagby, let me know because JB's trying to holler. Go Tigers. In the, in the DMs. And it's not going so well. No, get out of here, man. Hey, get bro, out of here. it's all love, bro. That's all it is. 
Anyway, let me let me sign off because we we've been 65, 66 minutes in. I enjoyed the fuck out of it just like every week. We started late, didn't matter. Dude, we could do this at eight o'clock in the morning, and I feel like it would be the same energy, same vibe, bro. Like I fucking no love doubt. it. I, it's one of my favorite parts of the week. I ain't gonna lie to you. So same here, brother. Same to, here. To everybody, thank y'all for listening. Come hang out with us. Come talk some shit. Talk shit on us. We don't care. We just want to sit around and get drunk and talk shit. Thank y'all, everybody. Y'all have a good night. We'll see y'all next week.